Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. You've brought these, not flaws, but you've used this as a strength, right? In your, in your selling process, in your day-to-day life, it's all a part of humanizing the sale. If I'm not mistaken, how would you describe that? Like, how do you describe humanizing the sale? To try to make it not overly complex, you see more often than not, especially now in a digital age, everything is becoming automated. Everything is sequence-based, everything is scripted, and you detect it more often than not. And I mean, I get it all the time. I still get cold calls. And when you start hearing the opposition speak, and it's, it's so monotone, it's so flat, the intonation is not there, you start asking yourself, is this what sales has become? And I'm an advocate of humanizing the sale in the sense that have a conversation. Now, I'm not saying I'm against the script. Now, the one thing that I do push is script when it comes to cold call. But the one thing that everybody knows about me is I talk about the evolution of the script, how you create these anticipatory events within a script. And the way that I best describe it is take, for example, when you start off your call with your opener. A lot of people have this notion about doing, let's say, the permission-based opener or asking for a specific amount of time or whatnot. I always talk about doing research, but then the research, you take that key information and then you translate it in a way where it's familiar information to the end user. So I'll elaborate a little further. When we call, let's say, prospects or salespeople call prospects in general, we know that we're professional shit disturbers. (laughs) getting into right that's what it is right we get into the call and we're disturbing an individual's day Mm -hmm. now they're not expecting the call the information in which you're trying to relate to them is not top of mind it really isn't it's something that's out of the blue that they don't have time for most of the time at least here's the kicker if you try to humanize it in a sense that you go and you do some research you familiarize yourself with the company and the individual and you bring a pain point to that individual that is familiar to them, it's an easy way to have a fluid conversation because this is something that's based on their organization or industry that is top of mind. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they want to talk about. So it's not something that they out of nowhere just have to jump into. Instead, it's something there, there's this crucial aspect of them trying to find a solution and you can provide the solution, but you have to make sure you try and find alignment between yourself as an individual and this individual together so that the solution makes sense for both and there's a mutual benefit. Mm -hmm. This is why I always talk about the humanization of sales because I don't want it to necessarily be scripted, which although you can use a script, but try to make it more human. That's how I see it. You do a little research. I see that XYZ seems to be a problem in this industry. I just want to know how affected are you by this? They'll start off by answering the question because it is a pain point that they're familiar with. And this is data that I know based on their industry or organization. Answer, oh, yeah, I mean, it is a problem, but what is it to you kind of thing? Well, I mean, look, it seems as though that I do have a solution that aligns pretty well with your organization. My idea is to work together to be able to solve it. And then you can go into your permission. But the fact that you were able to create conversation so simply off of a question, it's kind of a no-brainer. All you're trying to do is get the individual. And as salespeople, we want to hear that word, tell me more, right? That's what we're chasing here. We're chasing the tell me more. 
but you need to ask something so that they can talk and put the ball in their court. Mm -hmm. We're always the ones talking as salespeople. If you don't get them to talk and engage, they're going to want to close the line. But if they're, but if they're getting the chance to talk about something that they do want to talk about, it makes it that much sweeter. Yeah. I love this about your approach because I think one of the biggest flaws, you know, salespeople, and we all have it, it happens to all of us, is that we go into a call, we go into a meeting with the need for a specific outcome. Like it's like, we, I want these outcomes, you know, I want a meeting and I want so on, so on, so. But the goal isn't necessarily to book a meeting. I know, I know that might be controversial, but like the goal no, no, is to start, to a, the, the to goal the industry, is to start yes. a conversation, right? Like the goal is to start a conversation that gets them engaged, gets them interested, piques their curiosity, in my opinion. Um, and I think in yours as well. Absolutely. If we just approached it that way, then when somebody says, you know, I'm having so-and-so problem, my sales process is broken, instead of like pitching, you know, tell me more about that. Like, how is that impacting like your day-to-day? -day? Like, how's that impacting your bottom line? Like, you know, so on and so forth. And I just find that when we look, when we focus on the outcome, we get away from the parts that humanize the sale, like empathy and so on and so forth. And yeah. I want to know how you view that as well. So what you just said goes back to what we said a second ago. Now, I've always said something kind of, um, and it sounds peculiar, and I think you'll be able to resonate with this. If you can find a way to reverse the role of the idea of booking the meeting, and what I mean by most salespeople are just trying to book the meeting, right? You have the SDR realm who's truly trying to get that meeting booked. If you are truly humanizing your conversation, you'll find that eventually the end user will be the one inciting the next steps. Not you. It's not the salesperson. If you create enough intrigue and intent and so forth, the client or the prospect, which will become a client, will end up saying, you know, when can we meet to talk about this further? Yeah. You're basically inciting them to create the meeting without you having to say anything. And right. this is what you're truly trying to create. But unfortunately, we're so programmed in at least today's digital world in the SDR game, BDR game, that it's always about pushing a meeting onto somebody. You're imposing on them. And then what ends up happening, you see so many people ghosting. Well, of course they want to ghost because there and then in the conversation, you do have people that don't have, let's say not the nerve, but they don't want to be rude and just say, I don't want to talk to you and I don't want to go into a next meeting. They just feel like I'll just reserve myself, say yes, and then ghost it, yeah. right? And that's what we see more often than not. But again, if you ask enough questions and if you allow the rise to happen on its own, people are going to want to talk to you further. They're the ones who are going to want to know more and say, well, when can we talk about this further? Because this is a solution that's either going to alleviate or mitigate or et cetera. And this is what at least I've seen through certain mentors and great salespeople capable of doing. They've gotten the opposition to create the meeting, not themselves, because of so much intrigue in the conversation. That's how I see it, at least. You know, an SDR could, if they, if their goal was just to set a meeting, like the goal, like you just jump on a call and be like, hey, you know, uh, we might be able to double your revenue. Like, would you be open to taking a meeting? Like, not many CEOs and founders are going to say no to something like that. You know what I mean? And you That's get true. the meeting, but it's extremely unqualified. So. so I'll give you my secret if you want it. This is my process, and this is what I do in my consulting gigs. Like, um, so I call it repeat. That's my framework. And it's R-A-P-E-E-T. And it kind of resembles what you were saying a second ago, like about the planning. But when I give them the framework, it takes time to do. But the idea is for you in the commencement phase of your outreach to do so, and then eventually becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. So it stands for research, analysis, planning, 
execution, evaluation, and transformation. I'm going to steal yours. <laughs> <laughs> it is a golden nugget. And usually, I mean, look, I charge people to tell them this because it's my secret, but whatever. Yeah. You know, let's let it out in the open for now. So the idea is that you do your research, right? And we have an abundance of tools. There's a plethora of information online. And we know that because take Zoom Info, for example, like 50% of the things you need to know are on Zoom Info right there alone. Once you have the data, it's not necessarily that that data is always going to be 100% accurate which is why you're going to have your analysis, uh, sorry, uh, phase. You're going to look at the data and you're going to try to compare the data. If you find other things online that seem to have a discrepancy, you're going to note it. And then you're going to try to find other, let's say, pieces of information that are going to be complementary to those in which are wrong or whatever it may be. From that, you start planning how you're going to approach, let's say, the call or the meeting or whatnot. And this doesn't just apply for phone. It applies for face-to-face -face meetings and whatnot. Once you've completed your planning, you go into your execution, right? You're going to execute based on what you've planned. And that's either going to be something based on a script or a battle card or whatever. Once you've finished the execution, you take the information that took place. And this is why things like Gong or Chorus and et cetera, and like Sierra, let's say get Sierra are relevant. You take what you've learned from the call and then you evaluate it. You see what was good, what was bad, what you can change, what you can adjust and et cetera. And then if you do see discrepancies or things that need work, you transform it, you evolutionize it so that you cannot make the mistake again after, or you can create anticipatory things that could have different branches of outcomes mm -hmm. to make your call or meeting better. That's my framework. And it's worked for me my entire life, except for me, it's second nature. Now I just plug it into, let's say a CRM and it just does it on its own kind of thing, but it seems to work really well for the companies I work with. And it seems it resonates well because it's just, it's sec it's kind of like a no brainer, right? Do the research, execute, and if something's wrong, change it. But except that now is, you have an actual pathway towards the end. Yeah, that is gold, man. Uh, I hope people, <laughs> you know, take that, write it down, because that process is exactly the process that you need to create meaningful inter interactions, you know, book qualified meetings, so on and so forth, and like perform as a sales professional. I love it. I think it's amazing for anyone jumping into any new sales role. It's like you have to be ready to fall flat on your face. And that's Million. the same with trying anything new. Like you're always going to fall flat on your face, but the key is getting back up, trying it, trying it, trying it, reiterating, experimenting, A-B testing, split testing, and then, you know, exactly. executing. So yesterday with a gentleman named Dan on a podcast, I talked about exactly what you just said about when you fall. And I remember making a post about it on LinkedIn. And it's not necessarily how you fall, right? And you even hear it in the Rocky movie, you know, it's not how you fall, let's get back up. If we try to make salespeople understand something, it should be this. You're going to fall, like you said. You're going to fall flat on your face. It's inevitable. And if you don't think you are, you're crazy. But it's good as leaders coming into it, making them aware that you are, but you have to embrace that you have to embrace that fall. And the reason you should embrace it is because you have the opportunity to learn what happens after. And if you don't embrace what you learn from that, mm -hmm. you should get out of sales. Yeah. Like it's not for everybody. But once you're here, what happens here to here? That right there, that's the, that's the beautiful part. Yeah. Because then you start altering everything so that you never do fall flat on your face. And if you do have to fall, you'll never fall on your face. You'll fall just on your butt, yeah. right? You're minimizing the fall. That's how I see it. You're always minimizing the impact of the fall, but you're still going to fall, just never on your face again. Yeah, no, I, you, I, you couldn't have said it, but I couldn't have said it better myself. And you're such a great 
like symbol model for the sales world to, to look awesome. at and see how they can, you know, how they can be an elite seller. One of the things I noticed when I, when I looked at your LinkedIn profile, it's one of the best profiles on LinkedIn. That's for Stop, sure. Um, <laughs> but when I go to your certifications, you've got like a ton, like you've done a lot um, in terms of keeping yourself ed educated, keeping Always. yourself leveled up. Talk to me about how you continue to level up as a seller and how you keep yourself learning as a seller. And then there's one line, it's my favorite one out of that book is change is the cost of progression. And when you start changing things like me changing this habit of not wanting to read to reading, you start propelling in a different way. Your trajectory, your trajectory changes. What I also learned is going into a digital age, you want to be more familiar with that specific topic, right? You want to be more familiar with the products that are going to be more prevalent in the future or more prolific. So then I started going into CRMs and started taking certifications on that. Then I learned that you can have free training on LinkedIn. I'm like, I just want to take advantage because the more I know, the more I can give back. And also there's, a, there's the validity concept and I'm not saying it for more than what it is, but it is actually what it is. When you have so much, you know, call it accolades. When you have enough accolades, there's a form of seriousness that comes with that. People yeah. see that you took the time to learn something. And when they see that you're certified in it, they know that you know what you're talking about. And I'm not just talking out of thin air, which is why when I do talk, I talk based on information that's factual, based on statistical information and so forth. And it usually has results that are positive, right? Because again, it's based on precedence, but you need the data, you need the information before you can spew it back. And I learned that luckily, hopefully I would think at, an, at a young age, and I carried that forward for the rest of my life. And even till today, I never stop because I know that things move in the sales realm, you know, at lightning speeds. And you can have one tactic in a month from now that becomes irrelevant and they will be replaced or superseded by something, you know, within days. So if you don't keep yourself in the know, you're never going to be able to spew the most up-to-date information that's going to be more powerful so that people can take advantage of and have the best results.